Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the show. My name is Joe. And I'm Jordan, and this is Double Trouble Features. The weekly podcast where we talk all things TV, movies, pop culture, and just what's going on in our screens. There's multiple screens in this room, and I want to know. Yeah, so we got a good show for you guys today. Um, we're going to talk about stuff that's happened this week. Um, of course, we all know about the big, big game that happened with the mm. Super Bowl. Um, and who won? Uh, the Kansas City Chiefs. Woo-woo! Thank you. Um, uh, we're also going to talk about the Fantastic Four, um, about the castings that's happening. And, of course, we're going to talk about some of our favorite movies that we watched this uh, week. Some TV shows that we watched, and um, today's the day after Valentine's Day, so we're going to talk about love. Oh, a little love story? It's a love story, baby, just say yes. Please don't sue me, Taylor Swift. Uh, um, now, we're going to talk about some of the love dating a l- TV Reality shows. show dating, yeah. it's not my forte, let me tell you. Yeah, let's see. Are they necessary anymore? So, we'll talk about that. But first, that halftime show for the Super Bowl. We're not going to talk about the actual game because... That's for sports podcasts, but we're going to definitely talk about that halftime show. Uh, an Ursha baby. Um, uh, I have a question. Okay. Yeah. Um, uh, on scale of one to ten, how horny did you get when you saw him take his shirt off? Look, I here's the thing. My mom screamed and my wife screamed. Yeah, I howled and I literally texted. <laughs> I texted people and I said, "If I do not see pits, tits, and." everything else sweat. and sweat i want to yeah. see him dripping because without it it's not a fucking usher show if you don't see his nipples his pits and his sweat what was the point i mean yeah that, I, I i guess that's all he does i mean that's a, his thing and honestly I, i'm not gonna lie like i grew up with usher and so i wanted that i i needed that mm-hmm. i really did and he gave it to me and i could not be more thankful to him yeah like I thought it was a fantastic show. Um, first of all, shout out to Jay-Z. All right. He's been curating these playlists for the past three years now with Dr. Dre, Rihanna, and now Usher. And it's just been fantastic. I like for the for the culture, it's been amazing. Yeah. Like I didn't like I haven't really heard slow songs being performed during a halftime Super Bowl. Cause I thought he was just gonna be nothing but like uh uh, just yeah, and oh yeah, my god, OMG! Like, cause baby tonight, the DJ got us falling in love. He didn't even play that song. No, I know. Which I'm actually very shocked. He said, "No, we're gonna play real R and B, and we're gonna do let's let it burn. These are my confessions. We're gonna put my boo Ooh. with Alicia Keys. All right, first the- off, Alicia Keys was." Mm. And that red, and that, that red outfit with with the with the piece flowing yes. off into the distance on that piano that was just like built for her yes. was so gorgeous. And she's sitting there and she's just ugh, looking all kinds of right. He's looking yes. all kinds of right, and they just have chemistry. So what do you, what do you think about like? Because a lot of people on the internet were like, "Oh, I wouldn't let Usher talk to my girl," or the second my girl gets home, we're gonna have a fight and stuff like that. And like, I'm just like. Bro, they're performers. Look, oh, well, they're performers, and here's the thing: um, it's Usher. Like, yeah. what? What is she gonna do? Yeah. Not let him rub up? Like, girl, if Usher comes up to me, half clothed, sweating, and he starts singing about my boo, got to- gr- girl, <laughs> my, bu- my boo, my boo. Like, I am going to. I'm gonna take my dress off too and start yeah, dancing up on yeah, him. Yeah, put on my little red one piece. And yeah. Tell you now. I again. Those people, they're performers, they're friends, and if you were like, I would never let Usher do that, you're insecure. Um, but I thought the very first part was very great. Um, a little ode to Vegas when they had all the performers out, mm-hmm. they had the person shoot out the cannon. Um, but then just that whole time of just like let it burn and like playing just all those slow songs by himself, love that part. Yeah. But okay, question: Did Will Will M I look different to you? I don't even know who we're talking about right now. Will Will, Will I, I am? Will I am? Yeah, Jesus. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry. You would try, try to make me look like I'm stupid. God, I was like, who the fuck is Will am I? Yeah. Um, Will I Will am. I am every I thought he was Kanye at first. I'm not gonna lie. 
<laughs> I was like, who the? His, his he's got a scruffy like now like, and he, and he's yeah. got and he's gotten a little thicker yes. too. He's got he's gotten a little thicker, and he had that mask on, and he, I was just like, is that Kanye? What is going yeah, no, on? No, no. I was, and I'm not alone. People on the internet also were confused. I did not think it was Kanye, but he shouldn't have worn a mask. Will I am? I love you to death. You are not that yeah. visually recognizable. Facts. Okay, like, that is 100. percent I love you, Will I am, but you cannot be putting a mask over your face because we need to see it. I think he wore a mask in the music video. Maybe, but like, babe. Yeah. Um, also, Jermaine um, Dupree looked like CeeLo Green. <laughs> I now I thought it Jermaine, was I did first. not know it was him. I, I did not know it was him at all. I thought it was CeeLo Green. I, I thought it was CeeLo Green. And I was as like, well. what the hell is he wearing? No, I my poor father, he did not know who anyone was. And there were some where I, I like and I I gave him those. What color is your, your father? My my father is Caucasian. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Um <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, so he didn't know. No, he d- he just didn't know. Like he kept being like, "Who's that?" And I was like, "Well, that's Will I Am." And then he was like, oh, "Okay, I got- everyone just looked different." And, and little John looked good. Little John, I like, he I, looked good. But my looked, dad, my dad has no idea who Little John is. He looked like he'd been working out, like he's lost some weight and stuff like that. Um, but everybody knows Little John. Hey, come on, my father is in his, a white man in his sixties. Yeah, like everybody knows. I mean, that. no. But when I sa- when I said it, everybody he knows. when I said it, he was like, "Oh, okay." But like, he didn't. Re- I mean, he didn't. He didn't recognize Luda upon entrance. Like, he was like, "Wait, who's that one?" And I was like, "That's Luda." And see, like to me, I feel like besides Alicia, he's the most recognizable because he's been in Fast and Furious. See, my dad, he, that was the one he. Was, I was like, "That's ludicrous, Dad." And he goes, "Oh, yes, 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 yes." I, I, yeah, yeah. That, that was the one where he was he like, had the fro okay. and the glasses." He had the fro so and the glasses. So, so like, everyone was kind of everyone was like incognito mode except Alicia Keys and Usher for some yeah. reason. I don't know it. I, that blue suit with the abs stuck. Yeah. Oh, girl. That, uh, okay, the roller skating. That, roller skating. <laughs> that was, was a performance. I was a little confused by it, but he, do, he does it like like rarely. Like he actually loves roller skating. Great! It yeah. was it was interesting. I did like it. It was just kind of surprising. I did wish there was Justin Bieber came on. Everyone thought that Justin Bieber was going to come out, and he and he came out and said, "I just wasn't feeling it." Which he really hasn't done any shows and stuff like that lately. Yeah, um, he, except some, for somebody needs to check on him because I've been seeing like. Really weird interviews of him being like, maybe I was conned into my marriage. And I, you're like, and he's been MIA for so long. And then that whole but thing with he Selena did the, and Hayes. He did the all-star game for hockey. He was the all-star performer because it was in Canada. Okay. That's yeah. news to me. Yeah. So I watched it. Yeah. He sung SZA. He sung Snooze with SZA. <laughs> yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah, but overall, great halftime show. I thought it was a great time. I would say it's probably maybe top 10, top 15 at least. Top 15 for sure. I mean, yeah. like, my standard is always going to be J-Lo and Shakira. Yeah. I, they had just such a performance. There was booty shaking. There were stripper poles. There were full performances. Not no wholesome stuff. Everyone, look, that's what I family. want. That's what I want. If you didn't want to go, look, we're watching a bunch of men bash their heads together. You think we can't have a little ass shaking? And it's not like the cheer- they weren't wearing any less clothing than the fucking cheerleaders were. Uh, grow up. Grow up, but my kids are watching. We don't want kids to be watching this. Well, then I'm sorry. You're... It's Jesus's day. Okay. <laughs> That's all. I can't say anything further. No, uh, but like one of my my favorites is definitely Prince's halftime show where Purple Rain and the rain actually came. Uh, but then also Beyonce and Bruno Mars. With a hint of Coldplay, <sighs> with a that t- that little taste of Coldplay. Thank God yes. that was over with quick. They were like, "Here's Coldplay, and now get backstage." It was and get to the real show. Yeah, no, I I I actually really enjoyed the halftime show. It was a great time, great time. Um, but speaking of something that's fantastic, <laughs> great transition, right? That was so good. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's talk about. So we're big. MCU fans love mm. MCU. I love me anything super with man in tights. I'm sad. Yeah. Um, and probably one of the biggest news to come out for the MCU is 
They finally got their Fantastic Four cast. Which I honestly forgot we were doing the Fantastic Four again. Like, I... For the third time. You know... I mean, third time's a charm. We did have a good, like, with Spider-Man, there was Toby, which I, was good. I like the first two. The first two uh, Fantastic Four. The first two with the... With, with the original class. With the original with cast, yes. Jessica Alba, I, Chris Evans. I did, like, I did like them, but they were very silly. And, like... They it was d- simple. I don't think they fit. Th- it, I think Marvel was still finding themselves. They. D- I, I don't even think that was a Marvel no, movie. It was, no, was, it, was it, it Fox or something? No, I don't it was even Fox. Remember. It was Fox. I but like, I feel like superhero movies back then were still trying to find themselves a little bit. And we kind of are in that again because people but, are tired of the stale. But but that was the same time like Fox owned again. They owned Fantastic Four and, and X-Men. And I enjoyed the X-Men. Oh, yeah. I the X-Men. I can well, that's a whole other podcast. Yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway, they found their Reed Richards, who's their Mister Fantastic, which is Mister Pedro. Mr. Pedro, Pedro Pascal. Pascal, girl. I always, I was always kind of horny for Reed Richards, and then when it was what? John, I like a smart, soft man. I enjoy who can stretch. Um, <laughs> I loved. Reed Richards in the original, and then Miles Teller did a terrible job. He did a really bad job. Was, but was, then when John Krasinski, I was really excited because I thought it was going to be John Krasinski whenever they were in Multiverse of Madness, and I would have been completely happy yep. with that. But no, they had to step it up a notch and be like, "But that was just that Reed Richards. Here's our real Reed Richards, and it's ten times hotter." Um, are you gonna sit here I don't, and tell? I don't, hold on, <laughs> I just don't know if it's that much of a step up from John to Pedro. I think it's a. I, I mean, I do. I don't think it's like that much of a step up. Yeah. I think John Krasinski is at the top, and the only way you could have topped it yeah. at all, yeah, if yeah. any, is John is uh, Pedro Pascal. Um. Then we have Vanessa Kirby. Um. As Sue Storm, she's in the Crown, Mission Impossible. Um. She's Napoleon. She's in the movie Napoleon. Um, I think that's a great cast. She's great. Like, I, she's great. Vanessa Kirby, she's beautiful, fantastic. Like, she looks, she looks just like Sue Storm. Yeah, I think she's right. gonna do. I think she's gonna bring a certain amount of like. I'm not saying that anyone did it, but I think she just brings a little bit of poise to the role. A little. I think she's gonna. Yeah, one hundred percent. She's gonna match Pedro. Pedro very well. One hundred percent, and I think that she's going to. I feel like ground the cast. Yes. You know? But that was always Sue Storm's role. That, yeah, it is. Was grounding the cast. Like, yes. or gra- grounding the characters. Um, additionally, we have Johnny Storm, played by Joseph Quinn. And I've been seeing a lot of discourse on the TikTok app. Um, yeah, basically, so, yeah, basically like, people are saying that he's not hot enough to play Johnny Storm. Because remember, Johnny Storm in the past, Chris Evans, Michael B. Jordan. Jordan. I always... Get scared that I'm going to say it wrong because Michael Jordan. Um, <laughs> you can just say that Michael Jordan. Well, no, no but it's Mi- it's Michael B. Jordan. Um, <laughs> but I always think anyway. Uh, but Michael B. Jordan, they were obviously beefcakes, studs, hot, hot, hot. That was the point because hot flames. It was the early 2000s. Like you got to remember, we were simpler back then. And you were like hot. He's got to be hot. And that's the, the thing. The second one was in the 2010s. So. <laughs> Who even? But nobody really remembers that one. Um, so bad. I saw it once, and I could not tell you the plot of that movie. Um, um, I would, I would say I'm fine with Joseph Quinn. Um, I, I, besides Stranger Things, I really haven't seen him in another role. Um, so, but from the way he was portraying in Stranger Things, I think he's perfect for the role that's the thing when he was eddie in stranger things we all wanted to get railed by him behind the bleachers like everyone's like oh he's not hot enough (laughs) people wanted to fuck eddie they did yeah Um, i think think he's a good like a you know good looking guy like good enough to be johnny storm uh, but and i think with this character we're definitely going to see more of that little brother trope because there's always that sue and johnny and like and yeah. there was always that back and forth. But with Chris Evans and Jessica Alba, they were like the same age. And like, it was pretty obvious. Honestly, she looked kind of younger than him. And like, yeah, like in the comics, I don't think he's that much younger than her. No, but I think they're just definitely going to uh, lean into that trope with the casting of Joseph. Yeah, because in this one, she is Vanessa's definitely older than Joseph. Like, and again, like you said, she brings a lot more class. I feel like Jessica Alba was just. 
Don't she, get me wrong. She was a superstar in her own right, but oh, she yeah. was like she was like the girl next door superstar. Yeah, one hundred percent. She's not like a, I control the screen. I control like yeah. She this, was on. She yeah. did Good Luck Chuck, a couple of horror movies here and there. Like again, she, I love me some Jessica Alba. She's beautiful. That was my first. That was my first white girl crush. Wow. Yeah. Dead. Nah. Her and Angelina Jolie. I think those are both fair and very different. Yeah. Hundred percent. Good for you. Yeah. Variety is the spice of life. Um, and then last but not least, the thing, Ben Grimm, played by, I'm Ebon, Ebon, yes. uh, Mas um, of The Bear and The Punisher, and I didn't know he was in Girls. I've only no, been- so he's the crazy songwriter like boyfriend that does drugs. Um, I mean, uh, I figured I yeah. have only been able to get to to the second season of girls every time because those characters are just so unlikable. Like by the end of the first season, I've tried to do this three times now. Yeah. Uh, by the time I get to the end of the first season, it's, I'm always like, God, fuck these Are you people. saying women are unlikable? No, I'm saying are that the, sh- I'm saying that the show girls, they are vi- famously unlikable characters. Joe's against women. <laughs> yep. That's what I said. Uh, but verbatim. anyway, um, he is amazing in the bear. Yes. I, I haven't seen like, he has so much range from when he goes from being this silly, just stupid cousin that's like always just trying to be against what's going on to turning into this serious business person that wants to make sure that this restaurant is the best. Like the way he really conducted himself cannot wait for him to be the thing. I'm very curious to see how they're going to do the thing. Yeah, because. In the first one, it, or it, suit. Was, it was it, like styrofoam. Yeah. It was styrofoam. And in the second one, it was like all CGI and it looked awful. Yes. So and uh, I bet you, like oh, me I think, just knowing. Do you think we're going to get a mix? We're, no, we're definitely going to get a, CGI, CGI and it's going to look terrible. I am going to give Marvel. This is like one of like marvel is kind of they need to make their money back. Like they're doing they're They're doing a lot right now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> just get him a suit, and he'll be fine. Yeah, and then uh, like get him a green suit that looks like rock, and then CGI the stuff on later. But like, give us some physical texture. I don't know. I'm yeah. not a producer, but uh, but I'm happy with this cast. What about you? I'm happy with it. Uh, do we know who's gonna play Doctor Doom? That is the only person that we don't know. Uh, I'm just I'm. Uh, that's the main character. Okay. If they try to do any other bad, that's dumb. I just need Doctor Doom, um, because it, we're we're getting rid of Kang. Yeah. So Doom is the only person who's like can really just take over mm-hmm. and be that big bad. And I cannot wait. I have this problem where like Victor Von Doom in the original, um, <laughs> he was played by Chris, uh, Christian McHale, not Christian McHale, Cameron McHale. I'm blanking on the name, but uh, he was Cole on Charmed. And he was, wasn't he? He was Cole Uncharmed, and I had such a little baby boner for him on Charmed that like it carried over. And I kept being like, guys, he's not that bad. It's kind of hot. Maybe that's why I'm so into villains. Joe, you have a problem. I do have a problem. I am always attracted to the villain. I'm like, oh, he's so hot. Because he's just like this devil make hair attitude. Ugh. Yeah. But yeah, can't cannot wait. Alrighty, and now we're gonna be talking about the movies that we've been watching. What have you seen this week, Jordan? Um, again, we're, this is just going to be a lead up to the Oscars. Um, I've watched Killers of the Flower Moon. Um, I've actually been wanting to watch this movie for a while. Didn't go to theaters to see it because again, it's three and a half hour long. Where did you, where did you find the time to watch this movie? So I took a train, (laughs) um, to Chicago from Kansas City. So that's seven hours and the train had no Wi-Fi. No Wi-Fi for seven whole hours. I think you gotta understand that, like the American transit system, when it comes to trains, is severely. It lacking. said it had Wi-Fi. Look, planes say they have Wi-Fi. It promoted it. I even checked the app, and it said it had Wi-Fi. And then coming back, so that is fourteen hours of no Wi-Fi, nothing. And then, of course, you're going through. Iowa, middle of fucking Illinois, and bumfuck Missouri. There's no signal. There's no signal at all. Well, your biggest problem was believing a train conductor. Amtrak, you're on some bullshit. (laughs) 
facts. Um, but, but tell me more about uh, this bullshit. What's going on? So yeah, it gave me time to watch a three ha- three and a half hour movie. Um, Killers of the Fire Moon. You can watch on Apple Plus, Apple TV Plus. Um, you know what? It's a it's a decent movie. Um, it's a Martin Scorsese movie. So if you don't like Martin Scorsese movies, you're not gonna like this. Um, but it's a great, fantastic movie talking about, um, the Osage, Mm -hmm. um, uh, Native Americans. Um, it really showcases their cultural, um, what they did. Um, and then also just kind of like how they boomed and got money and stuff like that. And I thought that was actually great. Um, there's one scene, um, in the movie where Leo's character and Lily's character are supposed to be hanging out like they're first getting to know each mm-hmm. other and um martin scorsese was going to say oh lily you're going to just out drink leo and he actually got like real people from the osage and they were like no she wouldn't be doing this um especially during this time it was raining and in their culture they just sit there and listen to the rain and like let it all come and so huh. martin so martin scorsese literally changed that entire scene for that and so, like, that's when I think that's great adaptation of different cultures. Because, um, again, we all know Martin Scorsese is not, uh, not fucking Native American at all. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> so, so it's great when, like, you let those voices in there and then let them be able to... Actually shape what they're doing. Yeah, exactly. Like, don't just be like, but I want her to drink her under the table. Yeah, and so... Those points in the movies are fantastic and are great, and it really showcases that culture. Um, and here's kind of a synopsis. Um, Leo's character, um, his name is um, ooh, his name is Ernest. Ernest comes back to town from the war, um, and his his uncle, who is Robert De Niro's character, tells him, "Hey, you're going to start being a cab driver." He finds this Osage woman, which is which is Lily's character, who is uh, Molly. Um, she is one of five. Um, they don't have a father. And they're all rich because they found oil because the, the Native Americans all found oil on this land. So they all became super rich. Good for them. Um, so, of course, um, white people are always trying to take everybody else's money or destroy other people's cultures. You said Osage. So where does this take place, like, so, in modern-day America? So this takes place in Oklahoma. Okay, that's what I thought. Yeah. Um, so um, Robert De Niro's character, or um, Leo's character, starts to fall in love with Molly a little bit. Um, and then Robert De Niro's like, yeah, you should definitely, definitely get with her. Oh, and did no. you know that if you marry her, then that money is also technically you yours because husbands, wives, yes. all that your and property so is mine. Jesus. The plot starts to you start to realize that oh, these white people who are here are not here for good intentions. They're here to try to take all these Native Americans' money, and by marrying, and then randomly they start to die because of sickness and stuff like that. Um, and eventually it gets to a point where they have to, so many other people have died that they have to get the FBI involved. Um, oh. And it takes a while for the FBI, but they finally get there, and then it's just an investigation of, like, who is killing all these um, all these people of the Osage. I'm not going to lie. Up until people started dying, this was the plot of uh, Princess Diaries 2 Royal Engagement with the... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, y- yes. I mean, <laughs> because I mean, yes. she she had a nice man. He liked her, and the the old man was like, "Yeah, you should date the hell out of her, so yeah. we could take the crown." It's literally the plot of Princess. No, Diaries but to Royal but being honest, but then people started dying, and that's why it's a Martin Scorsese film. Yeah, <laughs> and so I'm I'm gonna be honest. Um, I give the movie. Um, there's great acting. Uh. I wrote down a score. I might change it. I'll give it a seven. It's a, it's a, it's a good movie. Like it is a good movie. It's a good movie, but the reason why it's a seven is because it's too damn long. It is way like I, I can watch a three hour movie. Yeah, I can watch a good three hour movie, but I have to be engaged the entire time. Three and a half movies. What the fuck are we doing? Okay. I mean, three and a half hours. 
And but Martin Scorsese is not a hey action 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 action. He no. is a storyteller. Oh, we're going to go into super detail backstory. I don't care. I don't. This is not really helping advancing the plot for three and a half hours. I think the biggest I uh, and I'm just making assumptions because I haven't seen this movie yet. But I think he was like really trying to do it right and do it correct. Yeah, no, no. And like 100% and he, he, he was, was he was just trying to provide so much context to make sure that everyone knew it was right and correct, which is a good thing to do. But because the movie is based off a book. Yes. It's based off the book of Killers of the Flower Moon. And yeah, he tried to fit in all the details and everything into it and no, just yeah. just no. So should it have been an Apple limited series? Um, it would have been perfect mm. for a limited series. Um, if you that's broke three and a half episodes, you can easily break it up to four to five episodes, yeah. and I would have been happy, so happy. Um, but Lily Gladstone as Molly, fantastic job. Um, you can really tell of like she's fighting for her people. She wants this for the best for her family. And I don't understand why she keeps falling for this white man of Leonardo DiCaprio, but she does. But she definitely... I know why she's falling for him. I would, too. <laughs> but definitely deserves uh, her Oscar nomination for Best Actress. Um, Leo was good. Good Leo movie. Uh, he had a couple scenes where you know that, like, oh, this was supposed to be the defining like Oscar nomination scene. They were sending it in the package. They yeah, were like, it didn't hit like it normally does for your consideration, baby. Yeah, and, like, they, and they were like, we're good. We, we want Lily, which is good. Yeah. Leo, Leo had a, like a white man anger, couple scenes. And it's shocker. Just like haven't a, seen that out of him before. It, exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's like, I've seen this and it's hit harder before. So what, like, like in Django Unchained. Hey, <laughs> Hey, he's phenomenal in Django. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying is like, he, it almost, it, came across like a heart like, i don't know but actually i really think the best um character out of this entire movie was robert nero mm. who played uncle um he was amazing per like he played this very kind person like oh i love the osage the, mm -hmm. these are my people um i'll do anything for you and then this entire time he's plotting all against them the entire time and then he eventually like like belittles leo's character and stuff like that and like he basically is like Lotso from Toy Story Three. He said, "Baby, say uncle." Yeah, like Lotso is one of my favorite like animated villains. He's great. I the bear. I like how you're comparing him to an animated bear, and like yes. to to enforce the point of how like actually evil he is. Yes, Lotso again at the beginning. Oh, hey Woody, hey Buzz, come on in. His this name's is Lotso great... hugging bears. This guy's name yes. is Uncle, and everyone knows you trust your uncle. And then I'm gonna <laughs> throw you down into a burning abyss, and you all will die. Like that's that's Robert De Niro's character, you know. And then he gets caught. He gets Ooh, caught in all this bullshit. Oh my! And is it? Are you spoiling all this movie? I mean, it's not really spoiler when it's out there. Um, <laughs> Fair enough. But like, he gets he gets caught, and then he's also like, "Oh no, man! I'm just a just a nice. I'm just guy. an old man. I'm just a nice old person." Oh. Um, but yeah, I I think it's a great story that that needs to be told. Um, there's not enough really, you know, Native American stories that are being told on, you know, the big screen. I've been seeing um, them pick up a lot more and more like Echo just came out and yeah. that's very intense and a 100%. little to the side. But it definitely does take on a lot of the aspects of Native American culture and yes. legends and like all of that stuff. So and, and they so, took time with it. Yeah. And so that's that's the part I really did enjoy. But again, even even the way they depicted um, the Osage. Again. That's just adding runtime, and again, it does not. It's two hundred and six minutes. Does not need. If your movie's hitting two hundred, you're doing something wrong in the editing room. It's just that simple. And so, could have cut it short. Um, great performances, uh, but also being honest, ending is pretty predictable. I mean, yeah. Just from what I've what I've told you, you could probably figure out how it's in. I'm not going to say it. Not going to spoil it. Not going to spoil it. Uh, but but white people be white people white people be on some bullshit okay tell me what you watch this 
this time. All right. I did not see an Oscar movie because it was Valentine's week and I was single again. I needed to feel something. So I went and saw Lisa Frankenstein and this movie was exactly what I needed. First of all, if you are a fan of Tim Burton or like the core line of the world, core lines of the world, if you like, if you love those kinds of movies, this movie is perfect for you i was a little confused at first because i was like is this 80s or is this 90s it was really bouncing back and forth it was 1989 was the year oh, that okay. it was trying that it's set in so, 80s. so so 80s but with a lot of like early 90s yeah, 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 context yeah. so like it had because i was like i relate to a lot of this shit because it carried over into when my mother was a mother in the 90s is it a is it a comedy rom-com so or? it is a horror comedy written by the same guy who did Je- jennifer's body okay it kind of has the same like i wouldn't say vibe but like the well yeah the same je ne sais pas uh je ne sais quoi uh, of it all they it just felt very like of the spirit of jennifer's body not the actual like movie parts of it but it i only watched that movie for jennifer's body Gen- oh my god um uh, jennifer's body is a feminist masterpiece so you're welcome uh Maybe and fox is hot anyways uh <laughs> it's also got kind of almost a heather's vibe of it so what happens is this girl right first 10 minutes of the movie her mother gets murdered in cold blood like absolutely attacked eviscerated all this fun stuff she ends up her dad, like two months later, gets remarried. She has to move to a new town for her senior year of high school. She's kind of an oddball. Her mom was the only one who understood her. Kind of like uh, the trope of it all. The coming, and um, uh, what is it? The, coming, um, coming to life or not yes, coming to life? Yes. Uh, but yeah, yes. growing up. Yeah, growing up, but like being forced into a new situation her senior year. And she has a stepsister who's the same age as her. And she's like super popular, super cheery. And she, what's really sweet about this movie is like the sister does try to like be her sister. Like she's like, I want to make your life better. But on, the only way she knows how is like to be a cheerleader and like date. Yay, date. she's a woo girl. She's yeah, a woo girl. Yeah, yeah, very that. <laughs> um, and then the e- literally the evil stepmother, Carla Gugino, she was fantastic. For those who don't know, more recently, she was the ghost in the fall of the house at Usher. She was in Gerald's game. But a lot, oh, of, a okay. lot of you annoying people are going to know her as the mom on Spy Kids, which... That sh- that should not be what you know her for, but I understand. Anyway, she eats this roll up, and she's base and she's a nurse who works in a psych ward, and she's basically just trying to lock this girl up. She's like, "You caused too many fucking problems in my house. I brought you in." It's just so '90s Christian white mom culture that like it smacked me over the face because that's what I grew up in. I didn't, and uh, yeah, it <laughs> like it was so strange. So anyway, so that happens. She's just trying to find her place in the world. She hangs out at a cemetery. She's a weirdo. Like, that's like her whole shtick. She's a weirdo. She hangs out in the cemetery all the time. And uh, everyone thinks she's like an oddball, but nobody wants to be like mean to her because her mom died a few months ago. And everyone's like, get over it. Like, it's not that big of a deal. And she's like, guys, that was my mom. Like, it was actually a really big deal. And but it was the 90s. And they were like, grow up. Yeah, grow up. Grow up. Everybody's mom. Yeah, everybody's mom dies. Like, we need to get over this quickly. Like her dad did um on top of <laughs> i know two months no Jesus. it was crazy um and this is like the first five minutes of the movie <laughs> um so she ends up going to a party with her sister um teenage it teenage things happen uh she gets drugged by the mean goth girl who's like kind of hot and it's like this whole thing and she's like trying to impress this boy and she's like no i can drink whatever you give me and the girl full-on just roofies her in front of everyone and so you see her running around and then this guy doug he comes up just rated r um either r or pg-13 i don't know roofing roofing they don't they don't say roofie but she's yeah. obviously drugged yeah. um and you see her like i mean this guy comes up he's like uh, her only friend and she's like let me t- help you out let me help you and then i'm like oh what a sweet guy because i'm gullible america i am 
gullible. I'm like, wow, he's really trying to help her. No, he was not. He was not trying to help her. He was trying to help himself in the way that you think it was. Um, but luckily she runs away. She, re- she recognizes the situation immediately and runs, which great. And, um, I will say that he, I'm not going to say what happens, but he does get what he deserves. So, so she's upset. She's on drugs. She's running out of this party. She runs where straight to the cemetery because it's like a shortcut or something. I don't know. Um, and she goes up to this one headstone that she's like in love with. And she's like, Oh, I just, I I wish I was with you. She goes home. Everything's fine. Whatever. She smashes the mirror, this whole thing. Um, and then she, uh, the next day, this creature appears and she's like, and she's obviously getting flashbacks to when her house was broken into and she watched her mother died in front of her and she saw all of that. And now there's some disgusting man running out into the house and he's just like chasing her around Finally, it gets to a point where they're like, okay, you're not trying to hurt me. What is going on? And at first I was a little confused. I was like, why is this called Lisa Frankenstein? Um, if it's just a zombie movie, it is not just a zombie movie. Uh, he's missing parts. He's missing parts of himself. Like an ear, an arm, stuff like that. Because he's been decomposing in the ground yeah. for over a hundred years. <sighs> He needs new parts and she helps them get him, get, get them for him. And so this is the horror part. Yes. Okay. There was it, like kind of an accident at first, but then they kind of just like start murdering people. They, like, and, fall in love doing yeah. It. They start killing people. She's still fully obsessed with this man um, who's like on the side. Like he, she's like, I want to be his. I think he's interesting. I think he's cool. She doesn't really pay him any mind. She just helps him. And she like wants to, she wants to help him. She wants to do all these things. She wants to like, just kind of like, like, I don't, I can't make any other word than like assist him in his like, Existence. This is penis gone. That is a plot point. Ooh. And I cannot talk about it because it is a spoiler. Ooh. But I will say that um it was so oh, there's a scene in this movie, like pertaining to what you're asking about, that just made me scream howling in the theater. It was so beautiful. So he does this often. He does so this very often. We've been talking about the creature. I did not realize, I, I did not look up on this movie before I saw it. I saw Lisa Frankenstein. I saw Catherine Newton. I was like, I'm good. I, that You sold me. This is what I want. I saw 80s vibes. I was like, this is, movie was made for yeah. me. Uh, so I go and see it. And the monster, the creature is like fully in makeup, fully in everything. And it, like slowly as they start adding parts to him, which by the way, she has to sew them on and she's a seamstress. So it's like a whole thing. And this plot was very meticulously done. She's a seamstress. She sews the parts onto him, sticks him in a defunct tanning bed that electrocutes you, turns it on and it makes the body parts start working with him. Is that a thing? No, it's not a thing. Okay. What do you was, mean? Hey, I don't tan, so you can't, I, don't, I don't know. No, you can't just like run electricity through body parts and make them like reactivate uh, on, a, on a dead corpse. Um, but as they do this, as they add parts, he slowly starts to become more and more human. This bitch is Cole Sprouse. I, I did not know it was going to be Cole Sprouse. And the one good thing about this whole fucking movie is he doesn't talk. He doesn't talk the whole time until the very end and it's some light poetry because it's Cole fucking Sprouse he just doesn't talk the whole time he just, he just grunts and he points and I think that's why she fell in love with him because Cole Sprouse shut the fuck up for once um, so what'd you, what would you give this movie I would give it I mean that's a thing me personally it's like a 7.58 because it's everything I want yeah. it's horror it's comedy it's romance it's like all these little things I will say this movie, if I could like encapsulate it, it's like what would happen if a zombie showed up and a teenage girl's intrusive thoughts won? 
Like she's like, I, I'm not saying I'm an expert on teenage girls, but I, what I did have a teenage sister. I was in color guard. So I was constantly (laughs) surprisingly in middle school and high school. I hung out with the girls. Um, but yeah, I know it's crazy to think. Um, yeah, a linebacker right here. I know I got it. I know I got a tight end. Um, anyways, uh, so I do have a, peek in i did have a peek inside the minds of teenage girls at one point and um they're insane like batshit insane yep and this is what would happen if she just was like i'm gonna be an insane teenage girl and i'm just gonna do that i'm just gonna be that i'm gonna let it win and oh it takes you for a ride that is a good movie delicious i love this movie okay awesome gotta check that out Okay, um, now let's talk about TV shows that we've watched um, over this week. What you watch? Okay, so I have been watching this new show on Hulu. It's called Death and Other Details. It okay. stars mostly no-name actors. There's the one guy, he was on Criminal Minds, and we love him. And he plays a lead detective, like a private eye. And he's okay. like, he solves mysteries. And that's like his whole shtick. But he's like a real-life mystery man. And he's like solved all these crimes. Um, <laughs> and uh, so... There is this family, and they are very rich. They are very wealthy, and they are trying to uh, close this deal with a Chinese company. And so they bring out the Chinese family onto this big boat. And it's, like, all classic 60s-style, like, cruise ship. And the whole thing is to, like, take you back into that time frame. Um, First night, somebody gets murdered. Oh, wait. I think I've seen this preview. Yeah. Is Is it, like, Death in the Nile? Um, it's a lot better. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Yeah, no, that, that so, one was not that good. So, yes, it is like a mystery television show where it's like a whodunit. Yeah. But there are multiple layers to this whodunit because people on the ship have hired this man in the past who's trying to solve the murder on the boat. So, they're like, he's a hack, he can't do it, blah, 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 blah. And then they find out he was hired by the Chinese company to keep an eye on them and do their oh, quote-unquote due diligence. Okay. He was investigating the family. The family has used him as an investigator. It was a whole thing. And now he's trying to investigate what the fuck happened. But it leads into the investigation that happened when they were younger. And there's this main girl. She's amazing. I love her to death. I've never seen her on anything before. She uh, plays... Violet and she is just um fantastic. Like I can't I Violet Bean, she just does such a good job and she uh, she's hot, she's sexy, she's just like kind of this ingenue character and you just see her kind of playing like this orphan fa- orphan to this rich family. They took her in, all this stuff and the whole investigation has to do with her. So she kind of comes in and starts helping out and then she finds out that she's part of the investigation and this whole back and forth. It's fucking wild. And now there's like this some whole conspiracy behind it. If you like mysteries and you like things that like keep unfurling yeah. like a Russian doll and it gets deeper and deeper, this is a great show. It's a little campy. It's a little gay. It's very like if Succession was on a boat. Okay. And somebody got murdered. Okay. And it has that tone. It's funny. It Wait, so it's a it so has a lot funny, of it's funny. It's still serious, kind see, of like a yes. dramedy. Yes, very much like that. Okay. And it's just got. I don't, I don't know. It's just a good murder, on, like, off the coast of Malta. And I, love, I love a good whodunit. I, I, I love, love a whodunit. Because I'm sitting there, I'm like, who the fuck done it? Who murdered this man? So, would you would you say it's, like, comparable to, like, Glass Onion? Like, better? Um, or? I wouldn't say it's as... Uh, it's hard to compare. I wouldn't say it's as good as Glass Onion. Because, like, Glass Onion, Knives Out, yeah. those... I mean, those are just like, I, I'm not to the end yet, so I can't tell you if they're that good. Oh, okay. I'm okay. O- it's okay. only like f- I'm only like five episodes in. There's only like six episodes out, so like I can't tell you if the twist is gonna be good or if it's like gonna be where I think it's going. Okay. Do you have like you don't have to tell who, but do you have like a clear favorite who you think did it? 
<sighs> or do you still not know? I still there? don't know okay. because that, that's the okay. thing is like there's multiple there's so many layers to this that we're still finding out that I honestly don't know. And that's something that's so enjoyable to me because these movies, yeah, I feel no. like I feel like I clock them at the beginning. I'm like, this is so easy. It was obviously this person done. No, that's great. But I don't feel like that with this. So it's, you said it's on Hulu? It's it's on Hulu. It's Hell a good yeah. watch. It's just something fun for your would brain. You I would give it a good, as of right now, a good like 6.5. Okay. Um, I it, it didn't blow my mind, but it's just good television to watch. It's just... Just chew it up. Yeah. Um, what are you watching these days? So I actually watched. So I had another TV show lined up, and I'll talk about it next week. But today, one of my favorite actors, who's not really an actor, came out with a TV show. It's called The Vince Staples Show. And now, if you've seen Vince Staples at all on Abbott Elementary, he's hilarious. He owns every single scene. Which character is he on Abbott Elementary? Um, he plays Janine's boyfriend. Oh. No, not not the main boyfriend. No, no, no. But, like, he's, she starts dating, and she's Janine's boyfriend um, and um, the guy's like friend. Like the rapper. Yeah. He's the rapper. Oh, yeah. The rapper guy. Yes. Yeah, yes. Okay. I didn't I honestly have never seen him in anything else. Yeah. So and that's actually kind of like the whole kind of trope that he does in this entire show. So it's only six, it's five episodes. And there are 20 minute episodes, like 26 minute, 30 minute episodes. It's like a school project. 100 percent you can get you can binge it in an afternoon. And if you like Atlanta, oh, this is perfect. This is perfect. I love Atlanta. It's great. And but instead of Atlanta, we're talking about California. We're talking about Long Beach. Like that's the, the LBC. Yeah, that's the that's the main difference. Um, it's he's funny. He's great. Um, the first episode, he's in jail and like just dealing with jail bullshit. Um, deals with <laughs> bank robberies. Deals with just nigga shit. Going I have to dated. A, I have dated men in Long Beach before. Yeah. So maybe this is for me. Going to like a family reunion, but just like. The entire time, like, he's Vince Staples. Like, he plays himself. Oh. Yeah. Like, he, he's playing himself. But at the same time, he's like, he's not that famous, and he's not that rich. And, and so, like. You're not very pretty, and you're not very bright. Like, Vince Staples, <laughs> like, I think he's a great rapper. I listen to a lot of his music. He's not the, like, he's not a A, B-list celebrity. He's probably not, maybe not even a C. Um, yeah, I'm not gonna lie. I didn't know who Vince Staples was until you just told me. Yeah, exactly. So, um, and again, none of his his songs have gone like you know number one or anything like that. And like he doesn't really tour that much. I know this is fucked up. I didn't realize that he was an actual rapper from Abbott Elementary. Yeah, no, no, he's an actual <laughs> actual rapper. That I don't know if I can handle that because his little kid raps. That's all I know. Oh, no, 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 no. He's not that guy. No, no, no. I know that. I oh, understand yeah. that he's like a real rapper. Like he has actual songs. No, no, no. Songs. That's not the guy. Oh. Yeah, no. He's not the boyfriend that sucks, that raps, and then just dips. He's the second one. He's, he's the, the second one. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's what Okay. I see. Yeah. I see, I see, I see. So wow. he, he has his own show, um, just po like really just going through his life and like what he's actually done. It's kind of like a semi autobiographical, like, but yeah. like heightened. Yeah, but not really dramatized. Actually, yeah, dramatized and stuff. Very funny, super comedic. Um, again, it's it's like Atlanta. Like I don't know going through these black kind of like I walked situations. In, I walked in the I walked in his home today and it was on the TV and I just saw people getting shot. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, uh, people get shot. Uh, people get robbed. People get you know shit happens. Shit happens in in the neighborhood, man. But it's very strategically like made. It it's great cinematography. Um, the things they talk about like are. You know, things that, like, people go through, like, things that, again, he is kind of famous and kind of rich, but he's still going through, like, a bunch of bullshit that just being a black man in America still has to go through. And, but, again, in a funny-ass way. And it's, again, it's super quick. Um, it's a limited series, so I don't know if there's going to be another season. Hmm. Definitely should be. Um, but would easily... You can easily watch this, and I'm probably going to rewatch it again. You said this um, is on Netflix. On Netflix came out literally today, so 
What would February you rate 15th. It? I would give it a solid eight. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's strong. It's a solid eight. It's it's funny. It's good. Great acting. Great. Just random shit. Like just random shit just stuff, happens. I, I feel like we're I feel like we're starting to get a lot more stories that like we just haven't heard before. Yeah. Like I remember I was talking about expats re- recently, and we were just like, it's just a group of people that I we don't feel have been seen in cinema. Yeah. Haven't seen this like whoever this is. So I th- that's interesting and just seeing a different perspective of things. Yeah, one hundred percent. And so I definitely recommend this to anybody to watch. Again, it's super short. You can binge it in an afternoon. You can binge it like sitting down at a night. Great show. Great show. Okay, and for our final topic uh, for today, love is in the air. Lamoa. It's it's Valentine's Day ish, um, and we're going to talk about my actually one of my favorite pastimes to do with my wife, and that's just watching stupid reality TV shows, but it's specifically dating shows. I love dating shows, and somebody who's chronically single. It- <laughs> It's somebody who's chronically single. Nothing gives people like me more joy than commenting on other people's relationships. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, like being honest, does it give you any hope? No, not at all. <laughs> Absolutely not. Here's the thing. We were like running down just some, you know, li- little uh, statistics just to see. And I'm deep in The Bachelor right now. Bachelor Nation through and through. I used to do... I used to do fantasy leagues for The Bachelor. You don't understand. Like, yeah, no. Like, I'm full, and I and I kind of stepped away for a minute, and now I'm fully back in with Joey and Maria and Daisy, and I am in. But that brings us to, like, the question of, like, what is the success rate of these shows? What's going on? So we crunched some numbers. For The Bachelor, out of 57 total seasons, that's including The Bachelor, Bachelorette, and uh, Bachelor in Paradise, only 26 out of 57, that's 46%, are still together. And, to, and like, after I started, like, looking up this stuff, um, I think that's a successful show. Yeah, I because mean. Because that's close to the divorce rate. But what's interesting to me about it, it is close to the divorce rate. But what's interesting to me about it is a lot of them, not all of them, I'd say about half are from the show. And then the other half are either from meeting up outside of the show. They were on the show yeah. as separate contestants and they met up outside the show. There were a couple of those. But a lot of these like long lasting couples are coming out of Bachelor in Paradise, which is interesting because in Bachelor in Paradise, it's more like Love Island. Like yeah. you get to like choose your partner and kind of like that's the one date around fucking, a little. Where you're really fucking around instead yeah. of you're just solely focused on one person. You're so and you're and you have to be like yeah. in order to be on the show, you have to be so fully into and, one person. And I'm not gonna lie, and that's why sometimes I really don't care for like Bachelor and Bachelor um, Bachelorette, um, because. You have these these people who are like, oh, I'm so focused and so in love with just this one person, well, and, and I'm like, this is this is the most unrealistic, like way to ever date and stuff like that. Oh, for and sure, I'm because like, they're. I mean, I'm actually kind of annoyed right now because in this current season, they went to Malta first, which Malta is having its scene. Malta tourism board must be doing something special. Uh, they went to Malta and they went to Spain, and next week they're going to Montreal. Yeah. Which is like kind of wah wah, yeah. but I mean, I do understand what you're saying. Is like those are insane dates, and it's like oh, but but also like how sometimes the men are like to the women, oh, you cannot have sex with anybody else, like, or I'm going to leave you, or like some sometimes the women are saying you're giving the same me flashbacks thing. to Luke P. And, and I mean, yeah, fuck Luke P. <laughs> <laughs> like I I watched that season. <laughs> I actually watched Hannah that Brown season. And she, I yes. can have sex, and Jesus still loves me iconic yes uh she got peter in she got peter in that uh windmill three times four times depending on who who you ask at what time but no it like i don't know for me i would say that the bachelor for me is the only one that like has marriage attached to it so these people are taking it a little more seriously Uh, i mean i mean you have like at the end you have to propose or say 90 day fiance Okay, that is very different. <laughs> 90 Day Fiance, I would not even classify as like a love show. Like it's on a dating show. It's like that is just a whole thing in itself. Hey, but it has a higher success rate than uh, Bachelor. Well, yeah, because it's for money. It's 54%. 
But it's for money. Okay, you make it seem like you don't get money for a bachelor and bachelorette. I mean, you do, but you, like, I feel, I don't know. The, I, I feel like they at least pretend to go on the show that it's for, at least and some of them. No, but The but, ones who make it to the end, they are looking for love. No, I'm talking about like for 90 Day Fiance. I'm not talking about like, oh, they get they just get married for money. They're still together. 26 out of the 48 couples that have been featured Damn. are still together. That's the same amount of couples that are that are together from Bachelor. With way more Bachelor seasons. Nation, with way more seasons. Yeah, so like... 90 day fiance. Don't know how you can just marry somebody in 90 days. Don't do not understand that. Um, worst show that's out there. Fucking married at first sight. That now that's some dumb shit. That's some messy. <laughs> I I mean I I I I don't really watch that one. Tell me what what, what makes it so dumb. So it's in the title. Uh, <laughs> if you, if you didn't catch Married that, Married at First Sight. Well, and uh, I mean that, but that also kind of falls into the same. Uh, it kind of falls into Love Is Blind, which is also, girl, Love Is Blind. They are catching they that whole production. They are catching yeah. so much heat, like left and right, this that, and the other. Both the contestants all get dragged to hell because how do I put this? These men that they choose i swear to god casting is like our looks imp- they, they don't tell them what the show is they don't tell them nope, it's love and blind and they go our looks important to you in a relationship and they pick every motherfucker who's like yeah i need a hot one with big boobs like that is that's just how they sound to me and so this show is all love is blind is always feels set up for failure there's like maybe one couple that's gets engaged out of it at the end like i don't know it's I have a hard time with that show because it it gives it gives me real life ick because as a larger gay man, I know what it's like to be rejected solely based on looks. And to watch people go through that is stressful. Yeah, but like also like looks is important. Like it's an important piece. I think looks are important, but I mean, and that's the thing. It's all they all they don't call it a dating show. They call it a dating experiment. Yeah, no, fuck that experiment. But uh, but in the experiment you have to get married at the end. <laughs> that's not an experiment. Yeah, no, like, I think that is unrealistic, too. I think they put these people in, like, the most strenuous, crazy situations and then expect them to just be normal and love each other after. Well, and I think that's the that's the why it doesn't have, like, a, high, a, a high high higher well, success because, rate. Because you're, like, I mean, yeah, to your point, you're going on gondola rides in Venice. You're being, like, taken all around. You're yeah. s- and then you're also stuck in the room with 30 other girls who want the same guy, and you just... It's interesting to me because Which again, I don't. How do I put it? I couldn't do it. Bachelor, I couldn't do it. Bachelor Nation um, is, I think, where polyamory started, um, because <laughs> because they're all dating the same guy like and they're yeah, and they're just okay with it. They're like, you know what? It's fine if it's on TV. It's polyamory. It's it? fine. Could you do it? Um, I could be a bachelor. I don't know if I could be on the show because that's what we're talking about. Be on the show. Could you no, be on the show? I would. Yeah. I couldn't be a contestant. I would no. need to be the mainstay. Now, however, I will tell you, if I was ever a contestant on that show, I would for sure cry my eyes yeah. out on the way home. I don't think I'd be the villain. I'm a villain. You're the villain. I'm easily a villain. I'm. I feel like I'm that. I'm just like the funny loud character that ends up getting their own season three seasons later. Actually, I'm not the villain. I'm just gonna be. I'm going to be a bros bro and like I'm just going to be having fun making friends and stuff like that and like probably get kicked out because they'd be like you haven't impressed me that much and I'm just like fair enough girl there's 30 other dudes here and like you got this dude and this dude you took these guys on dates and like at this point but that's the thing is like these girls do go or like these girls and guys do go through that and that's why it's interesting because it's like they and the, I don't know. I've kind of seen it more this season because like there's a lot of drama with the girls and the Bachelor and and everything, yeah. and which like uh, always happens. But like it's very pointed, and Joey is just so far removed from it that like I never really thought about the fact that like these girls having this drama, having this mess, having this fight over him, and he's not even in it. He doesn't know what's going nope. on. He doesn't see things. He doesn't nope. hear things. He is kept away from it the only thing he has is what they tell him yep. which also creates Calls a lot drama. of tension a lot of drama bachelor producers are the devil and we love them so, for it somebody's got to do it and so for me it's like i kind of always go back to questions like is is this like it to me it's just like is this real and it doesn't feel real 
And that's why I like shows that have like challenges and stuff like that. Like I love a good like ultimatum. Ooh. I love a good ultimatum. That's um, intense. Oh, 100%. And it's just like, hey, we, you're not really trying to find love. We're not going to pretend like, hey, you're going to find love. We're going to say, hey, let's stress your relationship yeah. out right now. <laughs> They're like, you say you're already in love. Let's see if you are in love. And, like, And that to me is, okay, all right, put it to the test. Hey, you're going to stay with another person for three weeks and then go three weeks with your person and then choose which one you want? Bro, that is wild. My wife said, fuck no, we're not going to do that when we were dating. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, oh, here's the thing. If... I don't know. It's like these other dating shows, like I understand being single and in the trenches and hating it and signing up to be on a TV show because at the very, at the, at, at best you get a husband or a boyfriend out of it. At worst you, you get sex. Oh. Too hot to handle. Oh, we'll get there in a second. But at worst you get some Instagram followers out of it yeah. and start making brand deals and that whole thing. And, f- and see, that's where I feel like a lot of like, I felt like the, 2000s and even early 2010s i felt like these before social media got high yeah i felt like these dating shows felt way more like authentic and real but now you have a lot of these people who just go on the shows that are just like hey i'm like they say i'm here for love i'm here for whatever but really they're just there for clout they're just and 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 that's and that's love island i think that's a fair assessment uh love island don't get me started that's the like so like i i've watched every season of love island girl what i love here's the the thing i like love island i got a text (laughs) i watched the first like 15 episodes which is only three weeks of the first of the first season oh no 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 no. i've watched a lot of love island here and there but like my problem is i can never finish it because i get so fatigued so and and so love island australia is actually perfect because uk they started to get into this trope and it's just like hey we're gonna do 50 episodes and it's like i don't need 50 episodes of actually like big brother and just like watch every day because like you know what shit doesn't happen every day and i'm just a waste of my hour at least big brother is three times a week not five yeah um and so like it's it to me it's Love Island UK has gotten worse quality wise. Australia, they actually like chop it up and they're like, mm. hey, this is what's going on. Here's just episodes. And they get super fans who watch it like in real time and they do all the voting. So it's not like really America voting and stuff like that, okay. and which, which I'm fine with because there's way more drama and it's way faster paced, chopped up, way better. Um, but Again, a lot of those people aren't there for love. They are there. They say, hey, I'm here. Maybe I might get a girl, you know, whatever like that, or at least make out with some girls. But I'm going to get some followers. Same with, like, Too Hot to Handle. Too Hot to Handle. Too Hot to Handle. Okay, first of all, Too Hot to Handle is one of my favorite dating shows because it is – oh, my God. Do you believe that they're tricked? Do you actually believe they're tricked? I I don't know. I – I don't know. I think who would sign up for that show? In what world would anyone actually sign up for that show? There's money involved. There's money involved, but motherfucking, they go through it. There's barely any left <laughs> at the end. Um, uh, but everybody well, trying to. Well, and up. only and only one wins. Um, I do, do, But here's the thing: I love Too Hot to Handle because it is very sexy, straight yes. people suffering, and I enjoy that so much because they deserve it. These hot people deserve to be put on display and told you can't touch each other. I think it is a beautiful thing. And For like lo- what a month? A like lot of, month? yeah, it's 30 days. Yeah. It's not like, it's not like the bachelor or the bachelorette where it's like, you know, weeks and like, and see, and that's why I couldn't go on that show because I I'm fighting somebody. I'm bro. You telling me you, you can't, you have to make out with this chick that I, you just fucking met. No, fuck you. I'm trying to get some money. Oh, you can't keep it in your fucking pants, bro. I don't I don't there is, I don't care. There is always somebody of the season and it I'm not going to lie, usually it's the black guy and he's yes. <laughs> and he's like and he's like, "Guys, stop spending money. I don't know why we can't stop spending money." So, um and the reason is is because uh straight white men are the devil and they deserve everything that happens to them on that and show. Then, but, Straight white men with devilish women. 
Oh, they're uh, the, like the that's devil, a thing. the devilish women who don't care. That's the thing. Straight white men have no self control. They don't know how and when to. They're confronted by a very hot, hot confident woman. woman. And, and I'm not gonna lie, they're throwing it at them. They're oh, like, 100. <laughs> and 100%. you're like, and Bro, you're what just, am I supposed to do? And then that's the thing is like these women in like see through white bikinis. Just Bro, I'm not gonna lie. Up, like, Francesca came at me and was like, "Hey yo, I, let me suck your dick." What? What I, guy's gonna say no? I and like I can't even blame them, but that's why I enjoy watching them suffer because you do see them be like, "I can't." Everyone's gonna be so mad at me because they do. They turn on each other, and yeah. I love it. But I I do think that there are people that come on this sh- these shows that do really want to find love and they are genuine, but they are few and far between. But I think that those ones shine in these shows, yeah. and that's what yeah. and that's the thing. That's what makes these shows interesting is because there is that one character. There. Here's the thing: on the bus right now, there's this one girl. Her name's Daisy. She is she grew up on a Christmas tree farm in Minnesota. She is deaf and has a cochlear implant so she can't hear but like it has gone through a lot of stuff with that uh she left her job as a software developer or sales or something she does did something in tech and to start a uh non-profit for kids who have uh different abilities and in order to find the spot like this girl is so genuine and real and i don't know how they found her they must have got like casting must have got there. But like you can tell that she is just there to date this guy. Yeah. She just wants to be there. And same with some like and those ones are the ones that like they're the real ones. And that's what makes these shows compelling. Yeah, and and like you're right. Like there are always the few that are actually trying to to find love. And Seeing that like genuinely does make the show all worth it. So I I do agree with you. You you've turned me. You've turned me. You <laughs> you convinced me. I mean, these y- shows are still kind of necessary. But, but we need that we crazy. And the thing with me is like with these shows is I feel like these reality shows and how people feel about them. People call them trash. That they do hold a sort of sociologic mirror to us yeah they make us like you and me look at relationships which are so complex and it's a whole part of the human experience and you see these relationships and you talk about them like you said you watch them with your wife that is probably one of the best things you could do just for your marriage is talk about these other people's relationships we talk about it and and we get in arguments and what (laughs) we get in arguments (laughs) i'm like oh no the guy's right in this situation she's like Hell no. What are you talking about? And then, But then you have these conversations. Yeah. But then you have these conversations about arguments that are not even your own. So then when it does come time for your own actual arguments, you already know how she feels. And you know how she might like feel about these situations. And you can learn from that and grow from that. Yeah. Because of reality TV. So, yeah. Put it in the comments. What do you think? Should we keep these dating shows? Are they really worth it? Or are they just a... Uh, plug to get more money from the corporations or are they both two yeah. things can be true true um that's gonna wrap up our show though um again i'm jordan i'm joe and this is double trouble features peace peace